Welcome to another episode of Bush's Board Game Thing, uh, the weekly games podcast uh, powered by the awesome people at Zatu Games, uh, which isn't just about the games themselves, it's about friends. Friends having lovely fun together. Friends chatting to another friend because he's spending the night in a travel lodge. That's right, folks. Uh, this particular episode of Board Game Thing is unique in that Eloise and I are chatting remotely to Brian, who is talking to us live from his room in a travel lodge. Free UHT not get two conference. You want to just shot yeah? Hang on. <laughs> He's going to neck it down in one. Ah, uh, one sec. Shot it. Shot it. Shot it. Shot it. Chug. 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 Come on. Oh, he's frozen. There he is. Look at that. Ooh. Honestly, don't know how the French live. You've been to France. They don't have. They don't have fresh milk. They just have UHT what? milk. That's a yeah. good point. There's some some countries do the essentials quite weirdly. Like you go go to America, their bread's weird. It's got like sugar in it, stuff yep. in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have proper. Anybody bacon. want a free uh, single sachet tea bag of Thai food? Because you know I get it for complimentary at the uh, travel. What do you get when you get in there? Then what you got in the travel? Lodge? You got a couple of biscuits? They still do like shortbread and stuff in there, or what? I'm afraid not. No biscuits. You get four UHT milks. You get two brown sugars, two white sugars, three sweeteners. You get um. What else do you get? You get two. Two uh, complimentary tea bags of Thai food tea. Um, no coffee, actually. Is there a coffee? Wow. Oh, there is a coffee. There's just a little sachet of coffee. Couple, couple of couple of quick questions. Do you um, do you boil the water to drink out your kettle, or do you have it straight out of the tap? Yeah, no, I I, I do bring bottled water. No judgment on Travelodge at all. No judgment on them at all. It's just I'd like I like to have fresh water. Um, Brian, what's going to be your your tea that you Travelodge tea? Apparently, a delivery have just sent me a, a text saying because they know I'm here. Uh, it's uh, it's wing wing Wednesday. So wing I think Wednesday. Twenty percent off any chicken wings. So that'd be good. Ooh. Uh, we're still getting messages in uh, from people as kind of a fallout to our Tuesday night um, Instagram live chat uh, over on our Instagram at Board Game Thing, which is becoming quite a regular um, uh, something in people's diaries for the week, particularly during these times when there's not a lot going on. Uh, a lot of people making comments about um, Brian. Wearing, wearing a high butt crack. Brian's high butt crack, which is one thing that came out of it, and also the fact that yep. you were wearing your coat in the house because uh, is it your wife won't let you put the heating on? Is that, is that what's going absolutely on? Absolutely correct. Yes, absolutely correct. She doesn't <laughs> like me putting the heating on because it wastes money, which is fair enough. We don't. We actually here's a fun fact. We actually don't have a thermostat in our house, right? Because it would never reach. You, you would just be wasting uh, gas because it it could never reach twenty two degrees. I've never been hot in that house. Height of summer during a heatwave. Never been hot. So you sat there in the evening having your, having your tea and you, you're wearing a Stone Island coat like we saw you in in, yep. in the video. Yep. How, yep. how do you feel about it? What kind of life is that? What kind of life is that? How do you feel about it? Uh, you know, I've come to terms with it. Come to terms <laughs> with it. And some, the weird thing is sometimes you have to go outside to warm up. <laughs> so you've traded in having a library for any body temperature whatsoever. Yeah, Exactly. It's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Move to Lincoln, guys. It's the place to be. Well, listen, this this week's episode uh, is a timely one. Uh, it's all about mindfulness games. Games that... Um... What's that? I'm just trying to do, like, meditation. What was... That's the thing you do. Is that what they do? You do the... Um... You chant when you do meditation. Eloise does meditation. Yeah, but... She knows. 
Um, no, th- this is mindfulness note, not meditation. This same. isn't a meditation episode. Well, you're, t- you're telling me that they're separate things. You're telling me meditation and mindfulness are not related at all. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mindfulness, right, is like you say you've got a piece of chocolate. Right. And you're eating the piece of chocolate, but all the time you're just thinking about how good the chocolate tastes and, and what your teeth are doing and what your tongue's what doing. What your tongue's doing. And then... What your tongue's yeah, doing. Yeah, so you're you're embracing the eating of the chocolate and you're immersed in that action. That's being mindful. Or you're sat there in a room and you just pay attention to all the different sounds you can hear. You're just being present in the moment, whereas meditation is going somewhere else. So do you do meditation and that, uh, just to divert onto meditation for a second, since Brian's got it wrong right at the start of the podcast, do you do meditation, Eloise? Are you a meditator? No, because I can't keep my brain focused for that long. (laughs) Mindfulness, though, I think that's a bit easier. So you can actually, um, would would you say you can enhance uh, a bar of chocolate just by being mindful about it? You can enhance your experience of having the bar of chocolate because you're taking it in what if rather it's a, than what watching if it's the really telly rubbish, with it or whatever. What if it's really rubbish dark chocolate? Well, Own then brand you're Tesco's well, actually, cooking yeah, chocolate. Then you're, well, then you're still experiencing it in the present of the moment, but it doesn't mean you like it. But you're you don't you're taking the chocolate thing too literally. No, but who who are these people who have dark chocolate on purpose? Like who who are the people that are bu- I've got some right here. Actually. Dark chocolate. It's a little snack oh, no. for me. Jeez. Yeah. It's a That's tr- an 85%er. It's, tr- it's a trend I'm not very down with. What is it? Yeah. Why would you like dark chocolate? Makes your mouth well, go clank. You know when I a would... cat's about to be sick? That's what dark chocolate <laughs> does to me. It makes you go like... I'd happily have white and milk, but I, the way I look at it is I can eat double the dark. <laughs> double the dark. Bush's board game thing. So look, we we've been playing mindfulness games this week. Games that not there's no category of mindfulness games. You won't you can't go online or Zatu's website and, and look for a category of mindful games. But there are games that well, let's start with that. What do we think is is like what connects them? That what makes a mindful game, a game that's good for mindfulness? Any any suggestions? I think it's just a game that there's like uh it's not a competitive game necessarily. Yeah. It's like one that it's sort of more formulaic. So, for instance, the 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 reason why I enjoyed doing Azul that I got sent is because it's there's different sections to the game, and you can't do the next one until the you you fin you can't do the next section until you finish one section. Yes. So you you're not thinking ahead; you're just thinking of that what you're doing at that point. So the first part of the game is uh, to collect your tiles to fill the different segments um, on the board. Uh-huh. And all you're doing at that point is just getting all the different colours in a row. And then you move on to the next bit. So you're never rushing ahead. So it's just about dealing with one section at a time. That's a good point because there's quite a few games um, that you wouldn't think of as being mindful, but they're quite procedural. And I think there's something in certain board yeah, games. That's the so word. There's, there's a game made by uh, a fellow called Joel Toppin from GMT Games called Comancheria, which is about the uh, Comanche Indians and their history through time in American history and all that kind of stuff. And it's a really procedural game. It's a solo game. You play it on your own, but um, you, you go through section 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. And that sounds yeah. on the surface like, why would you want to play a game like that? But there's something kind of quite calming in just working through a, a process and not having that panic that yeah. you're gonna the game's going to wrap up really quickly or someone else is going to play a card that's yeah. going to ruin it for you. Do you know what I mean? And you don't have to be too strategic earlier on. You're just dealing with that one little bit, which might be just just get your colours. 
And so you're like, okay, I can focus by uh, compartmentalizing your game plan. You can be quite mindful with it, I think. So we've been playing some mindful games this week to uh, have a bit of calm in these unusual times. Uh, Very quickly, to go around the room, we're going to play some gameplay clips in a second of what we've been up to. Uh, Let's just see what everyone's been playing. Brian, what mindful game have you been playing? It's called Inner Compass by AEG Games. I I enjoyed it greatly. Yes. Um, I'm I'm slipping into sort of reviewer mode here. No, but I really enjoyed it. And I would say it is actually a procedural. Um, It's about, how best to describe it? It's about... Uh, searching for for meaning in your everyday life, uh, which as a man who's approaching forty two rapidly <laughs> is dangerous for me because I'm always staving off, always staving off midlife crises, <laughs> always thinking about buying motorcycles. Uh, Harley Davidson. Let's just go. Let's just look, guys. Let's just go and run the balls at Pamplona. You know. Let's uh, um, let's go and do a tough mudder, guys. I mean, I've got the wetsuit and the carbonite bike. Let's just do it. Um, yeah, but I found it as you're here. I found it very relaxing. Okay, so you've been uh, playing uh, in a compass. Eloise, what game have, have you been playing this week? Well, I, as you know, I've been playing Azul, but I also got another one called Mariposas, both of which, like that one's just beautiful as well, but I will fill you in in my little segment. Uh, yeah, I've been playing the direct opposite of the highbrow games you guys have been talking about. I've been playing all-star lineup baseball. There's something about baseball board games that I absolutely love, even though I don't watch yeah. baseball on the telly. I get it. I get it, because baseball's so boring that you probably go into a state of just sort of like hypnosis. Come on. That is so not mindfulness. <laughs> that is not mindfulness. That is not rainbow rhythms. This is what happened when we played our mindful games. Okay, so I've got the game Mariposas. Uh, it's by Elizabeth Hargrave for AEG. It's a beautiful game, first of all. It's got loads of little bits to it and first of all the prep part itself is kind of relaxing like you get given loads and loads of different flowers and you have to pop them out of the cardboard casing so that you get little discs and um, just popping them out now satisfying Right then, everyone's gone to bed. I've got a little glass of whiskey on the go. I think it's time to play all-star lineup baseball. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays, I think that's their name, versus the Boston Red Sox. Boston are at home. The right fielder, Austin Meadows, what a cracking name for Tampa Bay, is up first to face Nick Porcello. Again, such brilliant names for baseball players. Uh, He's going to be pitching to him. Let's see what happens. And he's out. Right, so I'm playing in a compass by AEG Games. So I'm actually in a hostile environment for wellness. I've got the top light on, so there's no lamps, there's no there's no ambient light, and I'm sitting on a on a on a hard wooden chair at the table, not on a couch or anything. Uh, I haven't turned the heating on, so it's quite cold. So yeah, yeah, it's going to be quite the challenge for uh, Inner Compass to relax me and bring out my inner wellness. So basically. Mariposas is about butterflies and these butterflies you've got to collect the flowers and breed to score points and successfully migrate your butterflies across the continent and then get them home and when they reach the end of each season there's a scoring round and then at the end of the fall the player with the most victory points has the most successful family of butterflies and wins the game So you join us in the bottom of the third here Uh, Red Sox are at the plate. Uh, interesting things happen though. I've just rolled the dice. Uh, and when you get the same score for the pitcher and the batter, you draw a wild card, uh, which is like crazy thing that happens in the game. And the card says batter ejected 
for arguing a call with the umpire. That's not very zen, is it? It's not very zen at all. Kind of ruining my chai. Right, we're on to Azul now. It's got loads of like pretty tiles and you have to try and fill up your tile board with the colours, with the different colours and the different tiles. Kevin, my boyfriend, you find this particularly mindful, don't you? I love it. It's very satisfying because you're essentially making a little mosaic pattern. Yeah. And that's all there is to it, just choosing tiles in the right order. So the aim of the game for Inner Compass is to achieve enlightenment, which does sound a bit sort of hippy-dippy as far as I'm concerned, but it's a nice thing in this day and age where everything's so stressful. It's nice to play a game like this where you get to sort of relax and arrange things and talk about your emotions, guys. Also has a thing called a emotion deck. Yeah, I'm, I'm recording an extra voiceover here. I know it's a bit meta, me speaking over myself. Yeah, but I'm recording an extra bit here because listening back, me explaining the rules is incredibly dull. Um, needless to say, it's a really good game. Basically, all you need to do is pick up points on the way to enlightenment and becoming an emotionally balanced person. That's all you really need to know. So just taking a little break because we wanted to get the mood right because we're about to tile our board now. So we're in like the third stage. We put the lights down dim. What else have we done? Got an oil burner on the go. Yes, it's the smell of patchouli. Just love those patchouli vibes. So feeling quite in the moment, aren't we? Mm. <laughs> Present. Present, yeah. So going through an existential crisis playing this game. God, what have I done with my life? Literally, what have I done in my life? 41. I haven't got any empathy, equilibrium, or structure. What am I doing? Top of the fifth now in this uh, World Series head-to-head -head between Tampa and Boston. Just looking at some of the baseball players' names, and it's just amazing. Like, you wouldn't get these in, like, soccer or football. Some brilliant, like, clearly baseball names. Mookie Betts. He's called Mookie Betts. J.D. Martinez. Xander Bogarts. You don't get these kind of names uh, in English football. I, th I think we need more of it. I seem to be picking up quite a lot of anger cards. I don't know if, if it's me, if I'm subconsciously doing that, or if the game senses that I'm quite an angry person. That's, that's 10 points, so uh, I think I'm probably going to once again trance you on this. Well, that doesn't sound very mindful. You're just on about winning now. <laughs> Got a fear card. The old raccoon tapping on the window. Is is a raccoon tapping on a window scary? Let me let me imagine myself. I'm in bed, lights are off. Yeah, I imagine that would be quite scary. Yeah, fair play, fair play. We went to the tenth inning in the end uh, because it was one all all the way. They both scored one run each, which is incredibly low in a baseball game. Uh, and then you play an extra innings, which was the 10th. That was nil-nil as well. So I think it's a draw. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Literally, if it's a draw in baseball, what happens? I can't go to bed like this. I was trying to look for mindfulness. Now I'm going to be up all night. Yeah, I like this game because I have reached enlightenment. And the enlightenment tells me that I like games where I feel the pressure. I feel the high stakes. I feel the thrill of doing somebody over. And this has made me realise that. So thank you, Inner Compass. I've now got my Inner Compass and it's pointing to me being a dickhead. And I'm all right with that. 
There you go. That is us playing. Shh, you're ruining the buzz, man. You're ruining. We're in, we're in a state of mindfulness now. It's that a joystick. You have you set fine? Yeah. Let's light, let yeah, a joystick. Just enjoy the moment, man. Don't let's not listen. What even our podcast? Do we even need to finish the podcast? Let's just like vibe oh, it from geez. here. You know what I'm saying, guys? It's gone so transcendental <laughs> since this has been happening. That is us playing our mindfulness games. Uh, can I can I just say for the record because I feel like I didn't really explain myself that well with um, the whole baseball thing. I love making notes on baseball scoring, writing down the scoring of baseball is, for me, the ultimate calm. It sounds really weird. I can see in Eloise's eyes now, she's thinking, what the hell is he talking about? But but believe you me, <laughs> there's, there's an actual language, a little bit like writing music, of scoring baseball. They've got loads of little charts and symbols. Bo- around box it. score, isn't it? That's what they call it. A box score. Uh, and there's something about it which is incredibly calming. And I think people get the same kind of vibe from uh, scoring cricket games or writing down statistics for American football and gridiron and that kind of thing. So I find that an incredibly calming thing. And check it out on Barstool Games' website if you fancy getting all-star lineup baseball. What do you guys do that's kind of unconventional that you find relaxing, helps you calm down a little bit then? I love watching Dr. Pimple Popper videos. Oh, my, you're not one of those Have people. you seen those? What is that? Oh, my goodness. When they get one of the massive blackheads like oh, that people have left for about 15 years and they're never ending, I cannot tell you how satisfying that is. Like, I'll just sit there like, ah, oh, yeah. In fact, Brian once had a blackhead on his face and it was really big. You did, yeah. I, begged I did, him, yeah. Begged him to let me pop it and he was like, no, no, no. And then eventually I think he started noticing it and he was like, okay, you can do it now. And I did. And Oh my god! It was massive. It was long. That is so. And gross. I showed it off to him because it was amazing. So, do you would you do your was... other half, Kevin's? If you had a blackhead or a pimple, would you pop that for him? Yeah, but do you know what? It's so annoying. He doesn't get them ever, <laughs> ever. So, like, if anyone, I would happily tout my services to be a blackhead popper. I actually think that might be my future. Never mentioned that at school careers day, did they? It. Blackhead popper as being a. Do you think there's career? money in that? There do you must be there's money in blackhead. Must be. Of course, yeah, there yeah. is. Where, where do they pre- predominantly pop up? Is it just like nose and cheeks and stuff? Or you get them on your back and stuff as well? Where was Brian's People one? have them on their back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, face. Definitely face. But but the back ones are juicy because you don't really wash. People don't really wash their back. It's quite hard to get. If you take one thing away from this so podcast, relaxing. please let it be that fact that people don't don't really wash their, don't back, wash their back stuff. They don't wash their backs. Back. What do you find uh, that makes you feel mindful, Brian? So... I went through a phase of watching really boring YouTube videos. Um, there's a guy called the car cleaning guru. Oh and what he does is he goes around. <laughs> no, no, hang on. And he like, he, he cleans people's cars. But then what he does is he film himself cleaning people's cars. Right. And then he will, he will then do a voiceover over it afterwards. And he'll put it all together. It's like, so... I took the gooseneck and then, he, uh, you know, I just tackled the interior. Uh, she soaked up all the all the sort of dry resin and da da da. But um, I think my wife found me watching one one day, and the title of it was <laughs> the title of it was tackling the filthy interior of my sister's Focus C Max. And it sounds, <laughs> even though those words aren't dirty, but when you put them together, it just seemed didn't seem right, does it? We need this to be um, that. It's got to be the title of the podcast. Uh, one more time. What was the name of that? What was the name of that video? It's because uh, I looked it up. It's uh, tackling the filthy interior of my sister's Focus C Max. I can highly recommend it. Do you know, weirdly enough, right? Talking about the YouTube thing, right? The, in terms of weird, calming it's got YouTube. One point eight million views. 
1.8 million people wow. have watched that. I, I'm not a massive fan of flying, but I find something incredibly calming about um, videos that people do. You know, some pilots put a video on the, the dashboard of their plane when they're coming in to land at different airports and stuff right. like that. I absolutely love that. And there's, there's one other thing that I find relaxing. I've got, I've got a clip here, and I'm just going to play it to you and see what you guys think about it. Have, have a listen to this. I'll put a little Van Dyke brown and then go right into all my greens and yellows. I want it to get darker because I'm going to do, ooh, this. There we go. There we go. Messed it up now. Messed it up now. See? Just make a decision. Let it happen. Let it happen. So that's Bob Ross. He's a famous American painter and he would do painting tutorials. But him there, him doing the brush on the canvas sounds like stabbing somebody and saying, let it happen, let it happen. <laughs> oh dear. It sounded oh worse dear. than that. No, but I watch him probably about twice a week while I'm doing, ad. if I'm at work and I'm doing admin, boring Excel stuff, I'll put that on because it gets you into such a great mind space where he's just chuntering along about painting and, and doing Do you know stuff. what? There's, there's a board game called Bob Ross painting or something like that you can play a board game That's, version of yeah. that he's a he was a famous painter not famous painter but he he did um a community tv in america and i think there's 22 seasons of him just doing paintings and he would just paint for half an hour it's amazing they call I, him I'm feeling they, relaxed now they call him gods on peep show don't they they uh they tune <laughs> yeah, into god it. which is yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so um so there you go just some games that uh, have helped us keep calm that kind of thing um some other games that you might want to check out which are down that kind of route of calming and mindfulness there's a lovely game called sunset over water we have to hike and find a landscape to paint and you look for the most beautiful landscape and with that in mind um Zatia games in fact have just done the uh, fulfillment for this on Kickstarter, but there's a beautiful game called Canvas where you're a painter and you the game has got loads of um, images on like see-through, you know, like the way they do animation. So it's like on see-through, on like a see-through. Like acetate. Acetate, that's the word I'm after. And you build up your own painting through combining those different things together, which I think is a fantastic... Oh, like when you used to do a stick man and you'd get have him jumping off a, a hill or... Yeah, yeah, you could have, you could have stuff in the background, thing, yeah, yeah kick, kicking people in the balls. Uh, so check that one out. Canvas, <laughs> I think it's just come out on Kickstarter, but it'll be on retail soon. Herbaceous, you go around collecting herbs, which, which just sounds great, doesn't it? Snipping herbs. Have you ever had a herb garden thing going on in your garden? I love the idea of it, but cats were all over it, yeah. don't they? They ruin it for you. That's the only we thing. had rocket and the cats used to piss in it. Yeah, it was terrible. It's a nightmare. Uh, fe- What's it called? Foraging. A bit of foraging, going out and like getting stuff for your side salad. I do worry oh. about mushrooms, though. I'd love to go and eat mushrooms out in the wild, but you just can't trust them, can you? Just imagine the person that first discovered had to go and test the mushrooms and see which ones were all right. And they were like, uh. oh, my God, I can see God. <laughs> it's Bob Ross. Like, oh, dead. And they're not, oh, this one's edible, fine. Like. The test I, I would be I, like I think I, I think you're right. I, I don't know if I'd have the confidence to just like snip off a spore or fungi that's stuck yeah. to the bottom of a tree and think that was okay. Although we did used to drive around uh, Exmouth and Exmoor in my friend Dan's car and collect certain mushrooms just for for mindfulness. What shiitake? Shiitake uh, ones, yeah. For for, yeah. for, a, for a risotto or something. Yeah, like it was. Yeah, just for this. We used right, to go okay. go back, and Dan would make a cracking risotto. Uh, other great games. A <laughs> couple of other ones to recommend. Fields of Arles, where players. Uh, this is lovely. Players live as peaceful farmers in the town of Arles and just farm together, which is. Uh, there's nothing really peaceful. There's nothing peaceful about farmers. They're probably sort of feeding chickens <laughs> chemicals and. <laughs> 
and shooting at people that come across their land. Uh, one other game that I'd like to recommend is uh, Renegade by uh, Richard Wilkins, who we hope to get on the show at some point, uh, a.k.a. Ricky Wall, the brilliant YouTube uh, game explainer. But he's designed the game himself. It's about going into this master computer in the future and you kind of, you know, like imagine like a cyberpunk where you go inside a computer itself. You play against the computer in this game, but you almost become so in the zone that it almost takes you out of the current world as you plug into the future. It's an amazing game. Is it like Tron? It is like Tron. I st- Do you know what, yeah. right? Out of all the video games that you used to be able to play in the uh, arcades, Tron, the arcade game, was by far the best. Eloise, do you have a favourite arcade game? Street Fighter. That's a good one. Brian? Um, uh, uh, Bubble Bobble. What is that? It was, a, it was a game where you you had to, it was like you were a little character. Never heard of Bubble Bobble. It sounds like I've just imagined it. Bubble Bobble. <laughs> what do you do, pop bubbles? Bubble Bobble. Maybe that's what you called I, it I as think, a kid. God, I'm, I think I'm having a stroke. Bubble bu- Bubble Bobble. <laughs> I think this is the correct point for Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. We've actually had an email, uh, and if you want to email us about anything under the sun, whether or not you've played Bubble Bobble, uh, whether or not you've ever tackled the filthy interior of your sister's C-Max, um, <laughs> do get in contact, podcast at zatu.co.uk. Yeah. Um, this one's from Mike Grace. And he says, board game facts for Brian, who thinks there aren't any left. Uh, he says, Boggle has the F and the K on the same same side. So you'll never be able to use the uh, F word. Oh. Well, Mike. Well, Michael. Michael, Michael, Michael. That's good. I hope you don't mind me calling you Michael, Mike. That was the first ever board game facts. Oh, yeah. On episode one. So, yes. That's a good point. There's actually some... I don't want to give the game away because he's actually included some other cracking board game facts, which I will use. So thank you very much, Mike. I'll use those in later editions of Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. All right, so you're just going to call, you're just going to call him out. You're going to call him out on one that, he's, that you've already done and then just keep the rest of yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And do you know what? Mean. I might even just use them in later board game episodes and not even credit oh, him. that is outrageous. So, Mike, if you're listening, that's what happens when you question All right, mate. All right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry, Mike. I'll, I'll send you an email. It's the UHT. It's, 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 um, it's repeating on it. <laughs> um, this week, uh, I'm going to do, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do facts about the brain because mindfulness comes from the brain, doesn't yeah. it? The it's about tricking up there. your brain into yeah, your brain sphincter. Um, your, your medulla oblongata, that's another famous part I of I saw brain. them at Reading 93. <laughs> oh, it's, again, thank <laughs> you. Very, that's very, very good. Right, get this right. This is an absolute... When you're going to hear this fact, right? Right? When you hear this fact, you're going to go, whoa. whoa. Right? And I want, to, I want to hear the audible uh, woes. Okay. Think about this, right? The brain is the only inanimate object in the world that can contemplate itself. Whoa. Hold on whoa. a second. I feel like I'm back on uh, Exmoor with some of those shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> How do you mean, though? What can... can you, as in, we can con- contemplate ourselves. So, we, the, of all the objects in the world, of all the inanimate objects in the yeah. world, the brain is the only object. Because it is an object. The what brain do we call is it the inanimate? Only object. That's a good point. Well, it's fairly inanimate. You know, you take it out of your head and it's going to be inanimate. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> right? not having that. So, it's the only... But then it won't be able to think only... of itself if it's out of your head, so... What? Well, exactly. Then it'll be inanimate. 
Yeah, but they won't oh, be able oh, to right. think See, about yeah. itself. Yeah. So this one, I yeah. don't know if she's sure about this one. Listen, <laughs> Jess never used to question the facts. She'd go, oh, good fact, Brian, and we'd move on. But you know Stop what? Stop making things more complicated. I like, just anyway, want to make anyway. sure you're doing your job properly. And if you're not, I'm going to call you up on it. Eloise is off Brian, the Brian watchdog. Off Bry. Uh, right, so anyway, so yeah, right. That's that's not that's that's right, you got yeah. that. Right? Good one. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think about it as well, it's the only organ that has ever named itself. Think of all your organs. The that's brain good named one. all the organs, and then it named itself. The brain named itself. I feel like you're part of some kind of like brain conspiracy theory <laughs> forum or meetup or something like that. <laughs> that's a good one. I'll let you have that one. Yeah. Right. Another another one is um, so w- during when you're sleeping, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when you're sleeping, you don't actually sleep. Your brain doesn't sleep. It sort of it rests and it and certain hormones go around the, the, it rejuvenating it. Yeah. Is that a technical right? term? And yeah, rejuvenating it. You get rejuvenated. Uh, look, I'm not a brain doctor. Fair enough. Mate. You not just go on about it. <laughs> I mean, it, to be honest, I really thought you were. You just like know it Some of your so well. Is just amazing. Calling one an inanimate yeah. object. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair, just fair call enough. it a vase. Right, right. Um, so when you sleep, your body produces this hormone. I don't know the name of it. I couldn't be bothered to look it up. It's a hormone, right? No, I mean, yeah, it's one of that is a hormone, but it's not that particular right. one. And what it does is it 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 produces this hormone, and what it does is it stops you from. Uh, getting up and acting out your dreams. Say if you're having a dream that you were being murdered, being chased by a dinosaur, you would act that out, but the brain produces a hormone that says, look, it's just a dream, don't worry about it. And it's, <laughs> this is not the same as sleepwalking, because sleepwalking is you're sort of half awake. This is, you're in full dream state. And I'm fascinated by this. I want to do a Channel 4 reality TV show where we get doctors to give people drugs that block that hormone, and then they <laughs> get up and they start acting out their dreams. That is a ratings hit. And I and I won't I won't be dissuaded on that fact. Just a bunch of murderers in a room, then is what you're saying. Murderers on the room, Channel Five, ten p.m. Wednesday nights. Yeah, you could be dreaming about you could be dreaming about uh, having a nice glass of rosé, and you'd be there just going. Mm, when, a nice what's the last rose. dream you had? I know you don't like talking about dreams, but I just want to see how boring this TV show would be. That's a good point. Uh, I was going through a report with Boris Johnson. Oh, great. Absolutely love to watch that. Sky Plus in now. That's fantastic. Yeah, but no, you would film film 15 candidates. You only use the good stuff. So I'm literally going to email Channel 4 commissioning editors now and we'll we'll get that done. Do you guys want in on this? I'll give you 20% each. No, you're right. You're right. That's Brian's Brian's board game fact of the week and a TV venture which is doomed to fail. So time for the pitch where uh, you guys get to pitch to us your idea for a board game. A little uh, unsettling last week with the bodily functions board game, uh, which uh, the, oh, I liked it. I liked the people it. at uh, AEG Games and uh, Asmodee have, have, have not got back to us on whether they want to take the option on that and buy the rights to it. Uh, we have an um, idea here from lovely Claire. Uh, who is from my neck of the woods down in Devon, and she has got a board game idea that she wants to put to us. Claire, take it away. Hi, I'm Claire, and I'm from Brixham in Devon, and my idea for a board game involves a fort visit to the co-op. You have to navigate your way through the traffic light entry system, hand sanitising while dodging those that are on their way out, the one-way system, aisles closed due to restocking, you have to go back to the start, and extra points for landing in the reduced to clear section. So it's kind of a COVID co-op uh, game that uh, Claire's come up with there. COVID co-op, the board game. 
I very much appreciate that it takes a little route past the the reduced section because I know when our local M&S does their yellow stickers, the double yellow. So you got you you got your first yellow sticker. Yeah. But the double yellow sticker, that's when it goes to less than half price. How do you know this stuff? Because my, my, my friend Kester used to work opposite uh, an, an M&S and he would go across there at the same time every day because he knew when those price reductions were coming out. Where did you get your intel from? Well, it's just because I finish work at an earlier point and I just happened to think, oh, that's when I'll go and do my food shopping. And just sort of noticed at approximately 3.45, 4 o'clock, I'd see a couple of double stickers. So made a note of that. Went back a couple of times. Yeah, it's happening again. So now it's now it's it's a one pound bargain session is what it is. Do you know so. what? I, I never buy reduced items. I never, ever buy reduced items. But if they're freezable. I don't know what it is. Why not? Why? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just feel like I just feel like you lost your dignity a bit if you're buying Sorry. If you're buying Did you just say items. that you've lost your dignity? This has come from someone who sat in a travel lodge and has just necked two sachets of warm UHT <laughs> milk whilst Eloise egged him on. I, I don't know. There's something a bit desperate about it. And I just I just like to rise above the fray. Oh, I tell you what, though. If you're one of the people that follows the lady with the gun, the sticker gun. There you go. And I think that's what put me off. you cross the line there. No, you just got to go I think, and I think let I them, the chips fall where they may. So literally, if there's just a couple left, then you nab it. I think I know what I've got to the bottom of it now. I think I was scarred from when I used to work at the uh, Tottenham High Road Sainsbury's in the late nineties. Oh, wow. uh, I thought I put time in there. It's just a, yeah. it was next to a next to a tire factory, so it all smelled of rubber in there. That's, so that's nice. interesting to, to know. Anyway, sorry, moving on. And I used to do the I used to do the reduced bits. And you would you're right. You get these people following you around, and I just I had so little respect. We need a name. We need a name for these been, people. People that are like lurkers when it comes to. Yeah. That section. Yeah. They may have been poor people looking for bargains, and I'm not judging them for that, but I'm just saying that, like, just stop following me around. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. Uh, Claire, thank yeah. you so much for your uh, fantastic idea for a board game. Sparked a conversation right here on the uh, podcast, and you have just bagged yourself an amazing Zatu dice tray. And if you want to get your pitch in, uh, podcast at zatu.co.uk. And again, if you all just want to send me fan mail, uh, you know, just email me, tell me how much you appreciate my work. Um, any criticisms for Eloise, any constructive criticism, how she could do better on the show, that'd be great as well. Podcast at zatu.co.uk. Can I tell you what I'm doing um, this coming weekend? And Bitcoin tips, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. send them there as well. I'm buying cryptocurrency. I've just set up an account. Have you? Yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be, be the next Why? crypto queen. Cliffhanger. This is a cliffhanger for next week's episode. Eloise is going to cut us in on her cryptocurrency <laughs> uh, domination. I'm learning it. Um, just very quickly, I'm going to be going to an online uh, historical wargaming convention this coming weekend. Before you 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 throw veg at me, I know it sounds a bit obtuse. It's the the San Diego Historical Wargames Convention 2021. All of my favourite game designers from all of the board games that are about history that I've loved over the years are going to be there, uh, such as uh, Mark Herman, uh, Volker Runke, and uh, Harold Buchanan and all that kind of thing. You make these games through GMT Games. So this ne- next podcast, I'll report back, because obviously people can't go to conventions and stuff at the moment. A big part of this hobby is people go into, yeah. they hire out a whole hotel, they have three or four days of people demoing their games. You can sit down and talk with the designers and play the game, see whether you like it, go and buy it before it goes to retail. But they can't do this at the moment because of the whole COVID thing. So what they've done is they put it all online on Dis- Discord. Have you guys heard of Discord servers and stuff like that? Yeah. So you go online, there's a whole, there's three days worth of events, and basically you've got these 
designers that in their own little world are like rock stars because they're you, know, you wouldn't know who Volker Runke is outside of the um, board game. Do you know what though? From this, even though I'm not an expert on board games like you are, I feel like I know that name. I, what's He's he done, done Labyrinth War Volker on Runke. Terror, which is about the uh, um, like trying to close down the American war on terrorism just after 9-11. So he used to be in this... With, with Muppets. What? With Muppets. That's, that seems a bit What's weird. <laughs> with Jim Henson Muppets. So it's... Is it, so it's based on the labyrinth of film. No, 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 not that, no, no, like not that a... one with David Bowie. No, but see, right, Volker yeah, yeah. used to be in the CIA, and then he left, and he started to design board games about what the you know the political situation, all that kind of thing. So it's really fascinating. But yeah, these people who are kind of rock stars in their own little worlds are available to you for you to sit there and ask questions to, and all that kind of thing. So I will report back uh, next week, lanyarded up from being at my very first ever. Um, uh, games do you still need a lanyard? If I'm going to get one. If Even if it's virtual, one. I'm going to get one. I want to get a lanyard. So if you have any interest <laughs> in um, historical board gaming, which you might think that sounds quite boring. However, if, you, if you're into history in any way and want to put yourself in the shoes of the people that are uh, at these weird moments in history and make the same decisions and learn about it like that, then check out some of those games. If you follow me on Twitter, at Bush on the radio, I'll be yakking on about it over the next few days and I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, that has been another episode of Board Game Thing. Uh, all of the games we talked about uh, today are available uh, on Zatu's website, so go and check them out. Uh, Brian, enjoy the rest of your stay in your travel lodge this evening. What, what does the evening hold for you right now? Yeah, I'm probably just going to watch uh, Tackling the Filthy Interior by Sister C-Max probably about three or four times. Fantastic. Uh, next some lager and then maybe get KFC. So it's a big, 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 big night plan uh, for And me. Eloise, I cannot wait next week to find out more about your Bitcoin purchases. So uh, keep your yes. powder dry on that one. We will speak then. <laughs> speak then. Okay, guys, thank you so much. That has been Board Game Thing and we'll see you next week. 